This is Wyman and Bob on Seattle Sports Station. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Streaming live on the Seattle Sports app and at seattlesports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Wyman and Bob Stelton. We've been walking around through history, Dave. We've been taking a look back at some of the Seahawk greats and having a chance to speak with them and bring them onto the program. And today is no different. We get a chance to bring in a man who's just an absolute legend of this organization. And really, much like the other guys we've talked to, I would I would guess his career highlight is the ability to say, I was a teammate of Dave Wyman. He is with us on the Emerald <laughs> Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline talking about the great Joe Nash is with us. How are you, sir? How, how did you know that? How did you know that that is it? Joe, I told I him. Played with... <laughs> Dave said if I didn't say that, he wasn't going to do the show with me anymore. That's so right. I had to say it. <laughs> no, no, a pleasure to speak with you, Joe. We re- really appreciate nice you, you taking taking time with us. And, man, it's, you know, we're at a point now where I think, you know, some of our fans aren't aware of some of the, the guys that played for this organization, but all they need to do is just, you know, Google search your name to see how long you played with this team, the stats you put up with this team, and just uh, you you are what they call these days a war daddy. That's what Schlereth would call him, right, Dave? Yeah, Wouldn't he call absolutely. him a, fo- a football playing Jesse, which is yes. a compliment. Yep. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you miss it? Do you do you look at it today oh. and go, man? If I was playing today, what I could do out there against these guys? Uh, I do miss it. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't say that I, uh, you know, what I could do out there today because if they're a lot bigger now than they were when I played. Yeah, especially when I started. I mean, I was like two fifty five when I started and ended at two seventy eight. Mm, yeah. At the end of my career, you know, every. Uh, Tez was over 300, and, um, you know, I don't think you could find a defensive line or most defensive linemen now are well over 300. So, And then the offensive guys are a lot bigger, too. I mean, you had some, a few guys that were, were that big back then, but it's everybody's huge now. Well, and look, Joe's going to, he's going to downplay everything that we say to him because Joe, I, well, I got here in 87, and I don't think you, you weren't mean to me as a rookie, but I, I don't think that you you talked to me that much. But <laughs> but then we became you know buddies, and and Joe was yep. somebody who was a really really good player that would every year go, yeah, they're gonna cut me this year. Oh, I know I'm gonna get cut. I'm like Joe. Joe could be coming off a Pro Bowl year, and he would tell you, oh man, I know I'm gonna get cut. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And by the way, well, they kept drafting people. They were kept yeah. drafting people. I was a free agent. I'm like, why are they drafting somebody? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was a little nervous about that. That's right. You were a free agent. I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. That... Seattle did, did very well with free agents back then. Yeah. So Very, very well. Yeah. Did you, did Joe, did you have uh, um, other options of teams were, that you were looking at? Was it uh, just Seattle? Oh, yeah, they, they, uh, they actually, I had, uh, I think there were four teams that, uh, that, that were talking to me after the draft. And, uh, Seattle actually sent somebody in my dorm room. Um, huh. I got a call from somebody from uh, from from uh, uh, Atlanta. Uh, they said that they're going to send the contract in the mail. So I, I I figured I'd take you know. They, whereas Seattle was sitting right there saying, "Hey, you know, we'll sign you yeah. right now. We'll give you." A, it wasn't much of a bonus signing bonus, but they were giving me a bonus. So there were a few teams, but Seattle was really the team that was interested, and they. They played a four-man line, so I figured there was one extra defensive lineman. So okay. I, I had a better shot there. 
<laughs> also, they had uh, the the check in hand, whereas you didn't want to sit around and wait in the mail, right? I mean, it might oh, not well, have they, come. They didn't even they didn't even talk terms. They were just like, "We're going to send you a contract in the mail." There was no terms of what it was the contract was going to be. It was just like, "Here, kid." Yeah. So yeah, it, it, there was a little negotiations with Seattle. So yeah, well, that made sense. When you got here, how long did it take for, I mean, I, I know that early on you, you know, according to your stats anyway, we're looking at, um, uh, you started one game your rookie year, and then the next year you started eight, and then the third year you were you were a pro bowler. Um, but, yeah. um, you know, how exciting was that, man? Your third year, I mean, you'd only started in nine games in two years, and you have a, a season where you have seven sacks, and you should have gone the next year too. Uh, where you had nine sacks, but you know seven sacks on the inside—that's uh, that must have been pretty exciting. What did, what did that feel like it, when you, it you was, broke out? It was very exciting, but I have to say that I mean I played with uh, starting off the four great linemen, a bunch of great guys, but I played ten years with uh, with Jake and Jeff, and I mean it was fantastic playing with them. And most of those sacks were because of things that they were doing as well. So. Uh, you know, I can't, uh, and that's that's say the same about you know Jeff would say the same about Jake and myself that we kind of yeah. worked as a team and and you know we all we all ended up playing very well because of each other. Well, we just talked to Jake last weekend, and yeah, he he uh, of course mentioned you, and I was like, I remember you three guys were like the sort of regulators, like if if you three guys, you guys always thought the same thing, you Jake and Jeff, and then if you know if it didn't pass your guys' approval, it wasn't going to be any kind of thing that would be accepted in the locker room, I felt like. Really? You thought that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think you give us more credit than... No, those. Well, Joe, you were a super nice guy. You, you, but Jake and Jeff could be pretty intimidating. Those guys were. Oh, well, they were. They were. Yeah, yeah, they were. I like that. You thought that? That's great. That was a long pause there. <laughs> hey, Joe, what what was your knowledge of Seattle coming in? I mean, you're a guy from Boston. You were born out there in Massachusetts, and and Seattle had only been a a, a franchise for a few years by the time you got here. I think they came in in '76. You got here in '82, so it was still a a very young franchise. What was your knowledge of, of the Seahawks or even the Seattle area? Oh, there wasn't much at all. Uh, just that it was a long way away. Uh, <laughs> but I'm telling you, what a great place. Um, although Cheney tra- uh, training camp at Cheney wasn't the, the, the best mm-hmm. as far as, um, you know, the, the weather and all over there was pretty hot, but uh, uh, Seattle and, and the fans were fantastic. And what was great back then is, is that, because it was such a such a new franchise that it really didn't matter how many games we won. They were just happy that we were there playing and, and playing hard. You know, so it was it was, you know, exciting place, you know, and then when we did well obviously, you know, we got fans to show up at uh, you know, the the airport and stuff like that. It was it was great. It was a great time. Yeah, I was My kind of career there was fantastic though. I mean, the fans have always been great there. You know, with the the wave started out there, you know, I know it started with the college but I mean, it's it just, it, the fans were unbelievable. Yeah, I always tell the story about 1992, Joe, where we were 2-14, and 14 and we had just a killer defense. But, you we know, we, but I don't ever remember getting booed or anything. I mean, this was always such a no. such a loyal fan base. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the only time they booed was uh, was when Steve Largent, uh, and actually I just saw it the other night, 
Steve Largent was uh, would have broken the record. He ended up breaking it at the week later for receptions. And we ended up we were winning the game and ended up doing a kneel down and they didn't throw the ball to him. And uh, I guess the fans were booing then. But yeah, other than that, no, they were they were fantastic. It was a great place to play. Had had you been somebody that daydreamed about playing for the Patriots growing up? Was that was that the dream or what who who'd you follow? Who were you inspired by? Uh well I Obviously, being from Boston, I, it was the, the Patriots. Um, followed the Patriots. Uh, John Hanna was, you know, a very impressive player, and I was, you know, kind of in awe of him. And uh, actually, one of the first games, I, I think it might have been my first start, was against uh, against him. So, kind of interesting. Well, Joe, now I, I saw on the internet, and, you know, uh, you, you can only trust so many things that you see on the internet. <laughs> yeah, Although yeah. there was video evidence, video evidence Uh-oh. of you blocking 10 kicks. I, I thought that was the amazing thing. Joe, you weren't especially <laughs> tall or had long arms or anything, but, man, that was – you had a knack hey, for wait, that. Wait a minute. You don't, you don't remember the name that, that Alonzo Mitz gave me? Uh, you don't remember that nickname? No. Air, Na- Air Nash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was your vertical? Like four feet, forty-eight uh, inches. He said he could. He said he could put a piece of paper underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was one of them where I'm like, eh, you jump pretty high there, but but no, it was it was about no. y- you getting skinny, right? Yeah, it's about getting. Well, the whole thing is about getting skinny, getting your feet up and over. And then it's actually you don't jump. The times you jump, you know, you chances are you're not going to get it if you jump. Okay. Because you got you got to cut down the angle. Yeah. Well, I mean that was it was impressive, and I mean you know that's that's something that it's a big deal on the internet. Like there, you know, a lot of times you you guys our age, Joe, you you type something in, you don't get a whole lot, and there was a whole video montage of Air Nash. I forgot about. That. I Air wanted to know who spent the time doing that. Yeah. Well. Maybe somebody from Boston. It, it, it isn't Joe Nash, is it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Joe. As I said, we've we've had a chance to go back and talk to a lot of former Seahawks from back in your 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 time here, and and one guy that I absolutely love when he comes on the show because I just sit back and watch him go back and forth with Wyman, and that is Dave Craig. What do, you, do, you, do you have any? I can hear it in your you voice. You can hear it in his voice. Yeah. Oh. I was going to say, oh, do you, is, are there any moments, oh, I love Dave. any stories, I love Dave. Any, anything that stands uh, out? None, you, that I can, none that I can repeat. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I was just no, telling. I love talking to, you know, you give, give call, Dave a call now and it's like, Dave, what are you doing? Well, I'm up in Wisconsin. I'm, gonna, I'm up in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Dave? Yeah. He's usually hunting. Well, Joe, the, the thing I, I thought you were going to say there when you talked to Dave is that I don't so much talk to him as listen to him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He, he called me all fired up the other day. It was like Saturday morning, and it was like 8 a.m. I'm like, I'm sleeping in. I, I look over, and I'm like, all right, I, I got to answer this or else he'll just keep calling. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not going to stop. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we've had we've had some good arguments and whatnot on the air, yeah. and people love love hearing from Dave. And I was, oh, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, he's great. He, he is. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So who do you who do you keep in touch with, Joe? I talk to Dave every once in a while. Jake, uh, I see. You know, I talked to Jeff a few times. Yeah, that's really about it. I mean, it's, I, I'm still working, so it's kind of. You know, unfortunately, I don't get back to Seattle very often. 
Yeah. Uh, probably because of the distance, probably because of work. So. Yeah. What What do you What are you doing now, Joe? I actually am a senior, the senior lender, uh, chief lending officer of a, at a credit union in uh, Southern Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Wow. How well, many How many yeah. people come through there that remember? Oh man, are you the same Joe Nash that played in the in the NFL, or is that is that not something that comes up? It could, actually it comes up every once in a while. I don't know where they find out, but it it does. <laughs> um, I'm kind of surprised, especially back here. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Hey, uh, I was telling the story earlier about boogie bags. Did you did you ever buy a boogie bag, Joe? <laughs> My wife could kill me if I told you the story. Uh, <laughs> that you bought a knockoff? It wasn't Louis Vuitton? We were we were we we were in in it, we actually went to Hong Kong for the Dragon Boat Festival. Huh. On, a, on an NFL junket, so we were there with a bunch of other NFL players and, and their wives. And my wife had one of the boogie bags. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she, one of the wives came up and said, you know that's not real. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and you were busted. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, I, I had to tell my wife where he came from. <laughs> <laughs> the boogie bag <laughs> from Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Why would? Why did he do that? Well, why do I, I even remember no, that? But like, what? I, what? Where was he getting those? How did that whole thing start? He, I, I have no. I I honestly don't know. He just came in one day and said, "Wants wants to get wants wants one of these bags." Louis Vuitton bags. Said, oh yeah, Louis Vuitton bags. I said sure. Yeah, and so it was. They were Louis Taiwan, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How, how do you get the name Boogie? By the way, I don't know. Honestly, I think that might have come with him. Yeah. Okay. So well, that was Joe, somebody that would refer to you as Norman. Uh, I don't know. Did you call me Norman? No, no. I just called. I called you Dave. Yeah. Yeah. See. Or, y, or, or Wyman. Joe Joe was a nice guy, but you called him yeah, Frosty. Yeah. Well, I, I sometimes called well, Joe. Well, actually, I would call him Frosty once every once in a while too. We went back and forth when we were we were playing. Yeah, it was, it was more get Frosty than. <laughs> you said I, I remember. Yeah, so your nickname. He was one of those guys that when you call him a nickname, he'd call it back to you. Okay, right. So he started yeah. calling me Frosty. He was the original Frosty, but it was because I think you said there was some line in the Terminator or something where you know the guys Let's like, okay, frosty. everybody stay Frosty. Yeah, and I think you oh, said yeah. that one time. And you became yeah. frosty, yeah. Yeah. Hey, anyway, hey Joe, how much <laughs> how much do you watch football these days? Are you still dialed into it, or is it more of a casual watch? It's it's more of a casual watch. Um, I watch whenever you know. I watch usually you know to get a game or two on Sundays, but not really really following it as much as I used to. Yeah. Are you uh, are you able to catch many Seahawks games? Uh, whenever they're on back here, yeah, yeah. So I mean, when's the last time you you came out here? And does the you know is the is the franchise reach out to you every once in a while? Well, they invited they they have the uh, the annual that they invite everybody out to. But I came out for uh, was it the thirty fifth. I came out for uh, to raise the banner with Jake and Jeff. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been out a few times over the last few years. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, they've been very nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, so coming out, you come out to Lumen Field, you see that. How does that just oh the, the volume compare? Because the kingdom was deafening too, though. I know it's not, the field itself was obviously not as nice and everything, but just volume wise, how do how do those two compare? Well, they're both beautiful, beautiful stadiums. Uh, and then it's funny because it's you, you get the same feeling of the noise level in that stadium, the way they constructed it. I don't know how they did, but things kind of reverberate in there. And it's, they both were really, really loud. Uh, and I, I, most of, almost all of my games were in the kingdom. So, you know, I love that building. Yeah. Well, Joe, how are you, how are you feeling? I mean, I, I guess that's a bad question to ask somebody who's, you know, our age and you played, you know, 12, <laughs> how are you feeling? 12, 12 years. <laughs> I hope, I hope you're okay, Joe, you know, but I, uh, I am doing fine, Dave. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling good. Thank you. That's good, Thank man. You. Well, I'm glad yeah, to hear still that. Walking around. I, yeah. I, you and know, it, things, a couple of things don't work like they used to, but yeah, that's, you know, getting, Actually, they didn't work when I was playing either. So. <laughs> was, they have pills Elbows for that, stuff like Joe. That. <laughs> they have pills for that now, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Jeez, thanks, Dave. Yeah, thanks. yeah. Hey, I, I was always telling everybody how tough you were, and I remember the, the one time, I think it was 1990, where I came in the locker room to clean out my locker for the year, whatever, and you had... I think two oh elbow surgeries and then you got kidney stones somehow yes. before. Yes. And we won't go into to that, but like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then you had your, both of your elbows had surgery on them. And I was just like, this guy is just a walking. It looked like just the epitome well, of had, pain. Yeah. I used to have to get cleaned out every once in a while. They, uh, one year they did both elbows and my, one of my ankles. They scoped mm. them, and unfortunately, I'm sitting there watching it on the screen as they're going into one of my elbows. And the next thing you know, I, I wake up and I've got a morphine drip. They they nick the nerve, and uh, <sighs> yeah, which was kind of tough because uh, ended up with uh, my hand being kind of paralyzed for about five months or so, something oh, like geez. that. Jeez, good night. Yeah. So, yeah. Joe, do you know how many surgeries you've had in your life? Um, I don't know. It's probably eight. Eight. Okay. None of them, fortunately, yeah. For, uh, fortunately, none of them have been. Most of them were scopes. Okay. Eight yeah. is actually and, a lot. I mean, but I'm just so used to hearing we have. Oh Mark- no, but I'm saying, well, football related is probably five. Yeah. Five, because Dave, Dave yeah. and Mark Schlereth, who, who's a weekly guest with us, we're always comparing the number of surgeries, and I think Mark might be in the twenties, and Dave's Dave's yeah, so, certainly in double digits as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and theirs were much more. So I was very fortunate. I mean, I never. I mean, I did break my leg once, but um, and 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 sprained my knee one other time. But other than that, my knees were were fine. Man, high ankle sprains, stuff like that. Which you know, the the worst injuries I got were were high ankle sprains and a turf toe. Which, believe it or not, turf toe is pretty bad. <laughs> Turf toe is terrible, man. I had it with the playoff game we played in Cincinnati, Joe. I don't know if I I would have yeah. had to have gotten shot up the next week, but yeah. just yeah. even the even the sheet on your bed was too oh, much yeah. pressure on your toe. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh. guess I guess they don't get that too yeah. much anymore. Yeah. Michael Bennett yeah. had it, and I saw him. Oh. And it looked remarkably painful. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifth, but yeah. Joe, fifteen years in the NFL, and you're like, ah, I just had a couple of ankle sprains and turf yeah. toe. That's yeah. Seems like you got well, out of this well. 
Yeah, well, I had I did have a bad back there for I don't Dave, I don't know if you remember that one. The, I had a bad back for a couple of years where I could play, but I couldn't walk afterwards. <laughs> I could slip around afterwards. <laughs> That's funny to me that you, nerve issues. You, you can't, but, other, but you can't live I mean, a normal life, but it, you I can play football. It. Yeah, what's yeah. that? Oh, I'm just saying, it's like you can't, you know, live your your normal life, but you can play football on the weekends. Yeah, That's exactly. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> do, Joe, do you ever look at it and go, "Man, I played 15 years in this league. If you did that these days, you'd be making a small fortune. Uh, not small. You'd be making a oh. fortune." <laughs> do you ever look oh, at yeah. the at the pay these days and just just it, it, it makes your eyes roll back? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's absolutely amazing. It's amazing the the difference. Um, yeah, uh, it. I mean, when when I think of it, I. I mean, I, my my first uh, first year, I with my signing bonus, I used after taxes. I ended up buying a uh, like a five year old car. That's yeah. what, <laughs> that's what was my signing bonus. <laughs> that you got yourself a used car. You know? That's yeah. A five-year-old car. My goodness. Well, Joe, yes. I think that's why you uh, you veterans liked me, because when I came in, I remember Tony Woods, the first-rounder, bought like a Mercedes, and I had a beat-up Beverly Hillbillies truck. Yeah. So that endeared me to the veterans, right? Yeah. Hey, hey yeah. Joe, it's a, it's, it's a true pleasure to catch up with you, and I know Dave was really looking forward to this, and the listeners love this stuff. So th- thanks so much for taking time and, and strolling down memory lane with us. Oh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Good talking to you, buddy. All right. Take care. Good talking to you, Dave. All right. We'll see you soon. There you go. The the, the great Joe Nash. 15 (laughs) years in the league. Like I said, he's very, very humble. Like, and I swear to you, every year he would, like, like I said, he could be coming off a Pro Bowl year, but, and he'd be like, oh, I know they're going to get me this time. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. I'm like, Joe. He was too expensive for those days buying, buying five year old cars. I was like, Joe, you're the best nose guard in the division. What are you, what are you talking about? Maybe in, in the entire conference. What do you, what do you think his, he came in in 82 as a rookie. What, a five-year-old car probably speaks to what he was making, but I'm just the trying to think of the NFL average. Like, what what could he have been making at that time? I almost asked him, what, what was the bonus check? Just, you know, because, I mean, back then it was probably $5,000. I was just going to say that. Was it like five grand or something? Maybe. Maybe it's 3500 I don't know. I mean, you know, I, what was a, a used car back then, I guess? <laughs> a five-year-old used car. A couple grand, maybe. I, <laughs> he bought us 1977-something or other. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was only a five-year-old car at the time. Oh, my you know? goodness. Oh. But, yeah, just one one of the, the nicest guys. And I just I loved working with him. And But, you know, the, the thing that stood out was his toughness. Yeah. Man. Well, and, you know, it's not like he played a spot where you can take plays off. I mean, he was getting pounded every play. Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. good stuff. If you guys uh, tuned in in the middle of that or you missed that conversation with the Seahawks legend that is Joe Nash, you can check that out on the podcast page after the show at Seattle Sports. Coming up, now if costs were the same, every one of these guys costs the same, which free agent quarterback would you take for the Seahawks? Assuming we're playing the hypothetical again, Geno moves on, and you've got your pick of all of these guys, and they're all the exact same price. Who would you take? We'll get into that next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on 710. Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. 
Our thanks to Joe Nash, Seahawks legend, who joined us in the previous segment. In case you guys are just tuning in, that conversation will be available on the podcast page for you at seattlesports.com after the show. Really cool to catch up with some of these guys. And I'm guessing, you know, listen, a lot of our listeners may not even have been around, but if they even just take a moment to look up some of the records of, of these guys that we're talking to, you're like, holy mackerel, this guy was not only durable. You talk about 10 block kicks, he played 15 years in this league. As a that, nose guard. That's uh, And then he's talking about, yeah, my knees were fine. I had some ankle sprains and a, this. Uh, I mean, he makes it sound like, yeah, I was pretty lucky. Not much. Didn't he's, have to deal with much. He's probably one of those guys, though, that if somebody else slipped into his body, they'd be like, oh, my God, I'm in so much pain. And yeah, Joe I mean, was just a tough guy. Yeah, just but seemed like a really nice guy and, yeah. and really cool. So we'll we'll try to continue doing that, talking to some of the guys you, you had the opportunity to play with over the years. And Yeah, we had, we had Jacob Green. Um last weekend or last Friday. And then, uh, of course, you know, Dave Craig, I think <laughs> Dave called me and woke me up on a Saturday morning and he was all fired up about a whole bunch of stuff. He's always all fired you know, up. And he always was like, how, how can you think that? How can you, how, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Dave, <laughs> that's a terrible argument. Okay. And then, you know, sometimes he listens. <laughs> sometimes he listens. Yeah. I was mostly. hoping Joe would come out with a story, but he's like, eh, none I could say on the air. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was, I was telling you guys off the air that we would play cribbage. I don't know if there's any cribbage players. I grew up with the game, but you know Dave was huge with that. I mean, it was a it was a big deal, and he would get really annoyed if somebody would go slow. And Joe was kind of a slow player; like he learned yeah. how to do it. And Dave would get so aggravated over that. <laughs> There's this thing where you go around and you know you say go if you can't put a certain card down. And Dave, I remember one time he goes to Joe, "It was a go last time. It would be a go this time." <laughs> It's like, okay, calm down, Dave. Wow. Jeez. He had no patience. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that was uh, – maybe we can get Dave back on. You know, there's there's a few other uh, other people that I'm sure everyone w- would love to hear from because, yeah, it was kind of back in the in the glory days. Yeah. And you hear a lot about these guys, right, for the younger fans. Well, and it's cool that the Seahawks do seem to do a nice job bringing them back, whether it's to yeah. raise the flag or honor them in some way, Seahawks legends, whatever they – I think they do a nice job of that. They do. They do Acknowledging the past. And, and yep. again, a lot of younger fans didn't see them play, didn't see you play. So it's it's kind of a cool thing for them to, you know, maybe they go look up numbers or highlights on everybody. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. And and plus, seems like a really cool guy. And, and Jacob was a very oh, nice. cool guy as well. So, yeah, looking forward to more of those conversations. We'll try to do those on Friday. Hey, so we we asked the question. This is sort of a hypothetical. I, we This could be a what if Wednesday, but we'll do it today. Let's just play out the hypothetical again. Gino moves on. All right. For whatever reason, he's gone. If all of these guys are the same price, not one more than the other, and I know that's not the reality, but just hypothetically want to get a sense of who Seahawks fans would be most excited about or most satisfied with if if, if you're getting all of these at the same price. So we know Derek Carr has been in the news, right? We, he had a very funny line from the uh, skills competition about not being that hot, as hot as he was in the skills competition while he was in Vegas, and that's why he's moving on to another team, but... We we threw out Derek Carr, Jimmy G, Taylor Heineke, Jameis Winston, and Andy Dalton, and Sam Darnold. Yeah, so those are the names yeah. we threw out. There's free agents that are going to be out there to be had. Uh, for me, it's an obvious answer, but if, if all of these guys are coming in at the same exact cost, the top two would be my guy. I'd go Derek Carr, number one. I'd go Jimmy G, number two. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I, there are just some guys I'm just out on, and one of them is is Andy Dalton. 
Um, More so than Jameis. The huh? red, the red rifle. I feel like Jameis Winston, his upside is there. Like you know, we were reading earlier about the the potential for being a superstar. You know, like has brilliant moments, mm-hmm. right? And he's, thrown, he's had season what five thousand yards in yeah. the season. And... So he's had all these brilliant moments. But what, and I, I think Pete is most concerned with, and I think is the you know, and the successful coaches are like Bill Belichick. Go look at the the giveaways. That if you go and look at the list now, ter- turnover ratio is you know is always an interesting stat. But if you just focus on the giveaways as opposed to the takeaways, look at the giveaways and look at how many times the New England Patriots, when they were winning those Super Bowls, they take care of the football. So I mean that's the thing that Jameis Winston, if he didn't have the thirty picks, if he had a low number like Derek Carr, you would be all over him. Mm. I think that can be fixed. I think it can be fixed. So, mm. you know, I, I, I you just got to get now. The argument would be he did play for Sean Payton, so, and he wasn't fixed, and he didn't wasn't able to do that. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm I, I would actually believe them if they said we think we can fix this guy because he does, like you said, he does have the upside. But yeah, Derek Carr is probably the one. I just I'm not entirely sure about his personality, his locker room presence. And everything he seems like I mean, we watched Hard Knocks. Remember, he was out to dinner with all the yeah. young guys and everything. We haven't heard anything. Generally, we hear whispers, whether it's public or not, about somebody. Yeah, I've heard he's this kind of guy. I've heard yeah. that. I don't recall hearing anything like that, other than I John mean, saying John Clayton used to tell us he doesn't like cursing. I'm like, well, come on, that can't be a deal breaker because that exists in every locker room from junior high up. So, well, not only that, Steve Largent made it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, Jeff Kemp. Kurt- Kurt I mean, Warner, the quarterback, I mean, yeah. very devout, religious. Indiv- I mean, it's just, it is what it is at, in football. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine he's going, well, I can only be in a locker room where there's not any cursing because that doesn't exist. You know who else? Actually, you'd be maybe surprised by this. Paul Moyer. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's not like, uh, you know, like hell bent on the whole thing. Oh, gee, I just wow. swear. I just, I just swear. <laughs> to, to I don't think he'd that. appreciate that. Yeah, Dave. he didn't even like that. No, but um, it, it's yeah. So I mean, it's just not a thing. It's not, it's not a big deal. Now, if it's, you know, because look, those guys like Steve Largent, just to get on this topic, they, uh, they, they didn't ever curse, but they weren't there to judge people. Yeah, you know, and if you're not judging, then. You know, and and really, if you're that kind of a person, you know that you're not the judge. So you know that that's fine. That that can happen, but it it that's the only thing I've, that you can. Yeah, yeah. Th- and that's the only thing I've ever heard in a way that could be problematic. If he were that guy, that I can't play for a coach that's got a foul mouth. I mean, which <laughs> yeah, I think is was, utter. We and we told John at the time, like, come on, man. Well, you and know. I think maybe John, what he meant was that you know there was some personality things that that went along there, and yeah, there was one time I think somebody did say, "Are you going to curse the whole time?" And yeah, yeah, and you know, it was like, <laughs> yeah, I am. So yeah, but uh, that's that's not a thing. Derek Carr, interesting to me though. I think Derek Carr would probably be like you. I, I think he's top of the list. But yeah, if they if they well, came and said, are texting in Jimmy G. All the way says the four two five Jimmy yeah. G all the way. Another one says no Lamar Jackson. I, I guess technically yeah he's out there, but there, there's no sign that that Baltimore is going to let him get away, whether they franchise yeah. him or not. So I guess 
technically we could put him in the mix, but I don't think he's there to be had. Yeah, I don't think so either, and I don't think that's you know necessarily the guy that they that they want. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There are just certain players that I don't I don't think like Taylor Heineke just have not seen enough. Uh, Sam Darnold, I just don't think gets it. Um, who's the the kid from UCLA? I always forget. Josh Rosen. Rosen. Yeah, <laughs> love like that, that guy. That guy just never. I mean. I almost could tell, like from the get-go, his first interview. Yeah, he's like, "I'm destined for better things than the NFL." How about you just be an NFL quarterback for now? Yeah, he's still okay. waiting for that one. To you come can go, through. yeah, and then you can go write your uh, famous autobiography <laughs> later. Which, by the way, you're going to be leaving out the part where you were an NFL football player. <laughs> uh, you guys can continue to text in on this. If costs were the same, it doesn't matter which name it is. We're just going to pretend it's the same price tag for Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. Taylor Heineke, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold. Who would be your pick out of that group? Cost is not the issue because somebody already texted in, well, you wouldn't be able to de- get Derek Carr because it's going to cost this. No, no, no. We're playing the hypothetical. So just just play along with us. Yeah. So, well, at least they're trying to save us money. There, yeah, that's so right. I that's appreciate nice. that. All right. Coming up, uh, Travis Kelsey makes amends with his Cincinnati mayor. You're going to hear about that when we sweep the dial. Coming up with Wyman and Bob, this is Seattle Sports Station on 710. Scanning the airwaves for the most interesting and entertaining stories of the day. Sweeping the dial. Every afternoon at 445 with Wyman and Bob. We played the Cincinnati Mayor's comments in Wyman. And on Monday we played Travis Kelsey calling him a jabroni. Well, now Travis and Jason Kelsey, they dropped their newest podcast episode. They've been doing this uh, actually each week this season. Pretty entertaining podcast. The first year of it. It's called the New Heights Podcast. And... This was a big one because both of them are in the Super Bowl now. So they talked about their conference championship games. And, yeah, they might have mentioned the mayor and uh, how Kelsey responded to it, how Travis responded to it. Let's not keep harping on the mayor. We're talking about it. Let's talk about it. Why did that one get you so fired up? You get a paternity test to see if Burrow is really Mahomes' father. <laughs> Shut the f*** up. That was a little fun. Freaking weenie. <laughs> he's a mayor. He's just trying to get his city fired up. You're right. He's a mayor. That's why he's to know your role and shut your mouth. Do you even know what a mayor's role is? No. Do you name me three <laughs> responsibilities of a mayor? <laughs> to get votes. Uh... <laughs> he wasn't even mad. He was like, well, yep, he got me. Like, you know, <laughs> Did he really? He's like, that's fair. Best of luck to you. <laughs> Pretty fair. Well, now nah, I respect him. He took it well. He can have fun. All right. You're not a weenie anymore. I take it all back. <laughs> First of all, that whole exchange was hilarious. <laughs> do, you do, you know, do you even know what a mayor does? No. <laughs> get votes. <laughs> I like get, Give me three responsibilities of a mayor. Get votes. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, I guess all his, he, he didn't realize that that mayor apparently took to Twitter and was like, hey, it's all good. He got me. You know, yeah, congrats so he, or whatever, and he forgave him. Yeah, it was gracious. Oh, well, you're not a weenie now. <laughs> yeah, what? What did the? What exact? The mayor? If he put it, he's like, yeah, not my best moment or something like that. That was. It was like, yeah, that was well done by him. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. I, I'm kind of one it's of those people that the minute somebody apologizes, yeah, you know, then I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> Sweeping the dial. I kind of still preferred the jabroni thing. <laughs> I love the jabroni yeah, thing. That was entertaining as well. All right, so this was uh, this is interesting. 49ers defensive back Jimmy Ward, he was just on Instagram Live on Tuesday rambling about life. I don't know why he was on Instagram Live, but he was kind of talking. People were chiming in on things. Then he mentioned that he went to Kyle Shanahan to ask 
just Jimmy Ward to see if he can move out of the nickel spot. So I was telling him, I went in there and I met with him. I was like, hey, Coach Kyle, I want to come in and talk to you. He's like, all right, cool, come in there. Bro, he told me, do you want to ride the bench? That let me know right there. My spot was gone. <laughs> so, yeah, and some of the audio that I sent to you was cutting in and out. It was his feed on Instagram Live that was like that. But apparently he told Coach Shanahan he didn't want to play nickel anymore. And so Shanahan's response is, well, would you like to sit on the bench? Which, to me, I thought was fair. I mean, he... I guess you can you can request. I don't know what the protocol is. You know better than I would, Dave. But coach makes the decision, so it's not like you could go, "Hey, Coach Knox, yeah, middle linebacker. I don't I don't love it. I'd like to play outside linebacker. I'd like to play weak side line, or just I don't want to play here anymore." What do you think he would say? Well, you know, and it's it's kind of interesting his reaction, right? Is like, oh, can you believe he did that? Yeah, I'm like, if you ask me, I'm like, of course he did that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chuck would not have taken to that kindly here's here's the way what you do if you don't want to play a position just do a real a real crappy job <laughs> then he gets cut yeah you get uh, that's how i played my way out of um out of kickoff return i got enough returners killed that <laughs> all right we're not going to put you out there oh, anymore Wyman's a liability no. he's going to get somebody hurt i'm kidding that was the worst i hated that i hated that but i was also i was the guy that's on an angle on the end of the line on the yeah. field goal team i loved that Loved it, but uh, but going to your coach say, "Hey, yeah. I don't want to play this position anymore." Yeah, it was uh, it was a weird response from him. Like uh, that was something new. And oh, did you know Kyle Shanahan? If you go in, like I think all thirty two coaches would say, "Yeah, would you like to ride the bench?" I'm sure they listen. If you if you say, "Hey, coach, I want to talk to you about something," I feel like this spot doesn't fit me because I don't do this well or it doesn't suit whatever. I'm sure they would listen, but. To have the reaction, like, can you believe he said that to me? It's like, you're not a young guy. I mean, he's 31. He's going to be 32 yeah. years old. He's not a rookie. He's been right. he's been in the league since 14, so you figure he above anybody else would sort of get. That's not how that goes. So, I don't know. Sweeping the dial. Want to jump quickly to the next one? No, no. that's all right. Got, uh, got something I think you guys will be entertained with here. So Aaron Rodgers is playing in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and because it's a Pro-Am, a little casual, all the guys are mic'd up, and the, the broadcasters were trying to squeeze some information about his next destination, and Rodgers said definitely one place that he's not going to. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Cole. Got any news you want to share with us? <laughs> not going to San Fran. <laughs> you look great with a cowboy star on your helmet. Wow. Not going to San Fran. Why so specific about that? Is that a rumor or was there is there some Oh, he probably doesn't like Kyle Shanahan. Is that what it is? He wouldn't, I don't be, know. wouldn't be able to boss him around? Maybe. Uh, you know, who knows with uh, with Aaron Rodgers, but I mean I, <laughs> I think he'd be crazy not to want to go there. If it, especially if they're saying, "Hey, you know, like if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I would be like, uh, you don't have you don't have to pay me 50 million." Yeah. How many Super Bowls has Rodgers won? One. 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 2010? Was that the year? They beat Pittsburgh, I think it was. But, yeah, I mean, that that's a that's an opportunity. Kind of like Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. I don't know why you would cross that one off the list. Maybe it's because yeah, his family stats. lives well, there. I was going to say, Bump and Stacy were joking about it, but actually oh. it's kind of a good theory that yeah, yeah, his family say, lives out there. there. Maybe yeah. his family lives there and he doesn't want to go there. Well, it's not like he's going to run into him in the supermarket. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think you could avoid them if you want to. It's pretty sad, by the way. If that, yeah, if that's what's keeping him from San Fran, then yeah, because that team is ready to go. 
I mean, they're they're offensively, defensively. That is a stacked team. So it's kind of odd he would single them out, but I don't know. Well, well and he, he thought he's it, odd. He is very odd. And, you know, talking about the team, the Packers, apparently they're having discussions that don't involve me. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I don't. And then he went on after that to say, well, he's he's kind of secluded and off the grid and like, all right. So you're you're in hiding to some aspect. Maybe you're not answering your phone, but you're surprised they would have a discussion about the most important position on the team. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's a strange dude. He's he's a strange guy. I don't know. I saw some stories about how he, the Jets would be a great landing spot for him. I don't think that's a great spot. You think he'd like that uh, that New York criticism? N- no, and not media a, that's exactly why I think that'd be a terrible spot yeah. for him. And I don't know if they're you know I know they're certainly improved, but he feels like he needs to go to a ready-made team. You know, and he's got to go to a team that's got their their old line situation intact, and and the 49ers seem like a great spot for him, but apparently not. So there you go. There's Aaron Rodgers for you. All right, where would you rank the Mariners lineup? It's interesting to get the outside perspective on this, which we will give you coming up next with Wyman and Bob. This is Seattle Sports Station on seven ten.